Welcome to the Kim and Kyle podcast, where we give realtors and entrepreneurs the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life you want. Every week, we're bringing you guests or ideas to help you market your business for the year we live in. We're live. Good evening. How's it going? It's going. It's uh, 7.30 p.m. And I could go to bed in about 10 minutes. That's how it's going. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. This week's been a doozy, and it's a Sunday. I might add, and our week has not stopped yet. Not stopped at all. Or is it the start of a new week? I don't know. What is Sunday, the end or the start? I don't know. <laughs> the lines are a little blurred. <laughs> Either way, we didn't stop, and we're heading right into Monday. But that's yep. good. Means we're busy. Means business is going well. That's right. So we aren't going to complain. We're just going to go to bed early. Okay. What's been going on in the past? When did we release the last episode? A week ago? A week ago. Well, we celebrated our third anniversary. Yep. So that was exciting, even though we didn't do too much exciting stuff. We went shopping for baby gear. Good. Oh, yeah. We went to Ikea. Yeah, that's what we did. Sorry if the audio was a little messed up there at the beginning. I couldn't hear, but the volume was just turned down on the recorder, not the actual part you guys were hearing. All right. Well, so yes, we celebrated our third wedding anniversary by going to Ikea. And that's about all we did because we just got back from Florida a couple weeks ago. And we got a baby coming, so we didn't plan anything big this year. But it was still fun. I mean, I had fun. Now I'm staring at about 15 boxes in our living room that we need to build. <laughs> yeah. Got to open all these boxes up and build I've never built furniture. anything from Ikea. So we got to build the it's stuff. It's doozy. That's why it's relatively cheap slash reasonably priced is you got to build it from scratch pretty much. That's right. It's a two-man job. Okay. It should be should be fun. I feel like we were supposed to build the crib this weekend and that didn't happen. No, and now I hate to admit it, but we are behind a little bit on other work stuff. So I think until about Thursday, our heads are going to be spinning. Yeah, spinning. I was going to say down and we're going to be pushing through the next four days. It's going to be a little bit crazy. Yep. Yep. And Tuesday, I have a whole bunch of real estate photography stuff going, but Wednesday is 100% planned social. Speaking of planned social, what's planned social? We're going to mention this in every episode. Let's see if Kim can do it really good this time. (laughs) I did it last time. Oh, you want me to do it this time? Yeah, it's your turn. All right. Planned social is a monthly subscription for realtors. What's wrong with your ears? I can't hear myself. Huh? Sorry. We'll do that over again. Uh, Plan Social is a monthly subscription for realtors where you get 30 personalizable captions where you can fill in the blanks no matter where you are in the United States doing real estate. You can put in your information. So you get 30 captions. You get two stock photos with every single caption that you can use any way you want. You can change the color. You can use them for your email campaigns. Um, anything in your business that you want, majority of people use them for their email campaigns because 
We also send three photo ideas along with every caption so that you can hire a photographer in your area or use your favorite photographer in your area to go down that shot list and take photos that go along with every single caption. And it's only $30 a month. It's a heck of a deal if you ask me. It's awesome. I would buy it. Yeah, if I was a realtor, <laughs> I would 100% buy it. Oh, yeah, and it comes with an ebook every month, too. Uh, yeah, so best plan for this week. Last week, what did we do? We had our anniversary, and then I can't really think what else besides we've just been working. We've had a lot of special client engagement projects yep. that have taken up some time that we normally don't have on the schedule from week to week. Um, what else have we done? I don't know. I've, I, feel, I told you earlier today, I feel like I've been in a fog. Uh, I've been taking a lot of pictures, been trying to get, we're getting ready to add somebody on that's going to help with ads and website building, website hosting. We're in one of those periods where it's like the days are so long, but then they go so fast and they all blur together, really. Yeah, for sure. And we got a lot to do and... We're just trying to get everything done before the baby gets here. Well, I don't know if we're trying to get everything done because we're not really working ahead on anything. We're just really freaking busy right now. Yeah, There's a lot going on. And but that's part of it. Yeah. We're trying to find ways to get ahead and we're trying to find ways to mitigate some of the work so that when boss baby Terry does show up, we can have some time, but... Honestly, I don't really know if that's going to happen or not. I think yeah, we'll gonna, be working in the hospital. We're going to take some time, though. That's for sure. Whether but. our clients want us to or not. Sometimes you got to take time for yourself. And having a baby is a pretty good excuse. That's one of the only excuses <laughs> I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah, well, sick or having a baby. Um, so, talking about that gets us into our topic for the day. And it's starting a business. What about starting a business? Well, all the things like how to figure out if your business is a good idea, how to figure out if you can grow that business to be something beyond yourself. Um, just the process behind that, because there are a lot of people out in the world who have kind of a side hustle and maybe that side hustle needs to stay a side hustle or maybe it can transform into a full-time, full-time gig. Oh boy. oh boy. Break break time. So it's uh seven thirty on a Sunday night and a lot of times people walk their dogs down the street and stuff. So at the moment right now, that's why you're hearing is our dogs barking at other dogs that are walking down the street. <laughs> and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> Maybe. Let's go for it. Okay. What were we saying? We were saying starting a business. Oh yeah. Yeah. All and the I think that a lot of people over the last couple months, several months, if they didn't jump into kind of starting their own side hustle type business, a lot of people probably definitely thought about it at yeah. some point because yeah. everybody's job or career was kind of on the line it really yeah. didn't matter what you were doing yeah um and a lot of people it was like the perfect time to start kind of a side hustle because you were home from work and you realized that if you were doing all your stuff 
uh, online or virtually, it actually only takes you about five hours to do your eight hour job, which means you got at least an extra three well, hours and to it was do another the job. Best time in history to promote anything on social media because every other person was home to scrolling through their phones. So yeah. it was like the perfect storm for somebody who had a business idea or a side hustle to jump in, get their feet wet and probably see that they could be a little bit successful with it. Yeah. So let's talk about some of those things. Like, so if you've got this idea in your head, right? Like there's a lot of people who always have great ideas, but then they never act on them or like you might be sitting there and thinking, Oh, I had this idea for a business. I don't know if it's a good idea. I think a lot of people kind of fall into that category. Yeah. So how can we know really that if we've got this idea before we start jumping in or wasting quote unquote, wasting our time and putting a lot of effort into it, I want to know that I've got a good idea and that I have a chance to be successful yeah. at it. Well, I think the first thing you have to f figure out is you have to really enjoy doing that activity, whatever it is, whether it be starting a t-shirt company and trying to come up with the designs, uh, starting a company where you build stuff out of wood or starting a company where you take photos or a video company. You have to really, really love that and really enjoy doing it because inevitably it's going to become a job once you have to start doing it and you're not just doing it for uh, the fun and for on the side, it's going to become a job. Like what we do every day is like what people a lot of times kind of quote dream about doing, but it's our job. We have to go take pictures. We have to do videos. We have to create content with our clients. We have to sit down and have meetings. Yeah. I mean, no matter what you do at some point, it's going to turn into you wake up and you're, I have to do this today yeah. with a little bit, not disappointment, but like, I don't want to say dread either, but just that normal Monday morning feeling of, yeah, yeah. I and, have to go do this, even though you love it. But if you really like it and you actually love doing it, you can say, I get to do this. You don't necessarily have to say, I have to do it, even though you do have to do it, but you get to, like you get to wake up and work for yourself and you get to take photos. You literally get paid to do what you love to do. So if you kind of flip the script a little bit and say that you get to do something, it kind of makes it a little bit better, but you really need to enjoy that activity. Yeah. Or the problem that you're trying to solve, because not everything's always going to be an activity. Like not everybody's going to do some kind of skill. You know, someone might have like a really great idea to start a nonprofit that cleans water over in Africa or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be, you know, a problem that's near and dear to your heart that even on those difficult days when you feel like it's Monday, you're going to get up and you're going to still want to do that because yeah. once it starts getting busy and once you've got the headaches of trying to hire people or there's bills to be paid or anything else, then you have to do it and it's a job. Yep. So everything's going to turn into a job and it, you've got to decide if that's a job that you want to do long-term and you're still going to be happy with it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And we've been working all day today doing videos for one of our clients, kind of a special video thing. And Kim's necklace has been backwards all day long. It's supposed to say Kimberly on it and it's turned around backwards. 
Andy did my pictures. <laughs> and I did pictures. So hopefully, I don't even know. I did maternity pictures for Kim today. And her necklace is uh, backwards. Why didn't you tell me? I just now noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is I put it on in the mirror. So it's probably backwards every single time I put it on. No, it's usually not backwards. I was having a rough morning. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a little squirrel that we had to do there. Um, yeah, and uh, I think the second thing that you have to figure out is if uh, you first you got to figure out if you like doing it, and second you have to figure out if you can make money doing it. And by make money doing it, you have to kind of do some research and figure out if people are willing to pay you to do that. Um, you may be. Yeah, I don't want to go really in that order. We wrote some things down and I'm not really going in order um, because I don't think that the order that we wrote them down is uh, the order that we need to go in. Okay, go on. Um, So make money. If people aren't willing to pay you to do it and if you aren't good enough at it, you can really love basketball, but you're not LeBron James and you may not be able to get paid to do it. You can really love cooking and you're not good at cooking. You can really love photography, and I know a lot of people who love photography and are not worth a shit at photography. And I've tried to hire them, and I've gotten rid of them. So I think this isn't quite doing research were. as much as just making sure you've got the capability to do it, the. It's all kind of in there together. Job yeah. that you need to do, yeah, appropriately. Yeah, we've all watched uh, America's Got Talent, and a lot of those people get on there, and their family and friends support them and tell them how good they are. But whenever they get in front of someone who would be quote unquote paying them to do that job, if nobody pays you to do it, like you can take pictures your whole life. And once you start trying to sell that to other people and nobody pays you, then the likelihood is you're probably not very good at it. So how do you know if you're actually good at something or not? And if you can make it into that business, if somebody will buy it. That's your research. Your product research is, does your stuff that you're doing look like other people's that are doing a very similar thing? Gotcha. I would say, what do you think about? Yeah, well, yeah, so I understand that. Um, I also think, I don't know, going to like the more of the research standpoint is a lot of times we think the product or the business that we have to solve this problem or to provide this service or to provide this product is awesome, but really it's only awesome to us or to a small group of people and to the general public or who you're trying to sell it to. They don't really see the same need in it as you do. Like we're very good at seeing a specific need that we have a problem with and trying to solve that and thinking that a ton of other people have the same type of problem and would benefit from that. And that's not always the case. I know when we first launched Plan Social, we had it in our head that it was going to be one way. And it has definitely changed over the last year of what it looks like, what we provide, how we deliver it, all every, and it still changes based mm-hmm. on the re- feedback that we get from clients because how we envisioned it and how we thought people would see it the easiest and use it was not necessarily the way that it actually went into play. Yeah. And I, and I think uh, another thing about the research portion of it is once you get one client, you ask them why they chose you, use them to get your next client 
and then use that other client to get your next one. And then it kind of snowballs from there. Once you do a good job for one person, then they are likely to refer you another person and then it will scale and then they'll refer their friends and then their friends will refer their friends and it grows from there. And that all comes back to if you're good at it and if people like it. So research essentially is learning and being very straightforward with yourself. If you have the skill or talent or capability to make whatever business work Mm-hmm. And then also talking with people and talking with your potential audience to know if that's something that they want. Yep. Yep. And then it, a lot of people can do that as their side hustle after work, on the weekends, stuff like that. But then once you get to that point, you have to think about scaling that business, going from a solopreneur to an actual entrepreneur who runs a real business and can do it themselves. So what does that mean? And What's the difference between say a solopreneur is still running a real business, but the difference in that is your business and businesses run while you're not there. So if you get sick and you have to stay at the hospital for a week or two weeks, the business is still going to be making money because one day you're going to have employees. And if you're not working, those employees still need to get paid. And if you're running kind of a business that you trade your time for money and you have an assistant, well, if your time is what essentially pays the assistant and you don't work, then nobody's going to be able to pay your assistant and your assistant's going to have to find another job. Yeah. And I think, well, and I think this is the hardest part for most people is because most people start out as a sole. Mm-hmm. I mean, how yeah. else do you start out unless you've got a million dollars to start a huge company, right? Yeah. Is you want to be a photographer, you get a camera, you start getting clients. Not many people think about that next level or even the future, like what's yeah. going to happen when you want to retire or one day or, or things like that. a lot like of that. people that are in the real estate business do the same thing. They work all the time. Well, and we hear, I mean, one of the things is time is money, right? And so when you're working in that point where it relies on you, every single thing in the business pretty much relies on you, then one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to run out of time to keep growing and keep making more money because you can only work yeah, and that'll so create. much time during the week yeah. before you burn out. Yeah. Or you're going to run out of not money, but the capability to keep increasing your prices. There's going to be a cap, like mm-hmm. especially in, you know, a skilled labor, you can't, outcharge the competition by right. an insane amount or you're not going to get those clients anymore. That's right. I mean, you may be able to charge $10 more than they do or right. depending you on have what to industry stay competitive. it could be like $100. So you're going to cap yourself yeah. either way with your time or your capability to bring in more money. That's right. That's right. So essentially you have to leverage the research that you've done and the skills that you have ta- obtained over time and then leverage someone else's time to multiply your time. So is that something before I even start, would you tell someone start thinking now, like before you even take your first picture or sell your first house is how start writing down ways that you can grow this business in the future by yeah. hiring different 100%, people? 100%. I, after being in business for so many years, I would definitely say that that is one of the things you need to think about at, in the beginning. 
So what would be your first step to doing that? Like, how do I think about that? What does that look like for most people? Like, is it hiring an assistant? Is it hiring someone else to do my main part of my job for me? What does that look like? Um, Well, I mean, in the real estate business, you could definitely hire someone to run open houses because open houses would, and it, it could be an assistant. As long as they're not talking about the house and trying to sell the house, they don't have to be licensed. But if you hire a, you know, someone on your team or something like that as a, an associate realtor, then they can do some open houses, which means that you won't have to work on the Sundays and that will still drive traffic. As long as you have like a sign up sheet or whatever at the open house, then that still brings on new clients and you don't have to be, be there a hundred percent of the time to bring on new clients or to host that open house. You know, you can work on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday showing houses, but then have this person working on Sundays or whatever day of the week that you choose to have an open house. I know a lot of the realtors have been having success on Thursdays for open houses, um, Thursday afternoons. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's an option, an assistant, you know, the first, uh, first person that I hired in the photography business was an editor to edit the photos so that I didn't have to be taking the photos and editing the photos. So that just leverages my time. Mm -hmm. I spent three weeks training the person to know how to edit everything, know how to use the program, know how to download, upload, email, invoice, all of that stuff. So that that completely takes, took my time away from that. So I don't do any of that part of the business. Um, And then you can hire someone to do all the, all of the scheduling for you. And it's just, it's not that you're ever going to be completely out of the business, but portions of the business don't need your time versus normally 100% of the stuff needs your time. You have to be the salesperson. You have to be the accounting person. You have to uh, be the person that takes the pictures or sells the house or answers the phone. You got to be like a jack of all trades kind of. And you need to... I don't know if you look at a corporate structure of a big business or a big corporation, um, they have an HR person, they have a secretary, they have the finance person, you know, I mean, I have a guy that runs our P and L's every month for our businesses so that we know when we're making money, when we're not making money, all of those things. That way I don't have to worry about that. He keeps track of all of that stuff. You know? Yeah. I think that for most people starting out, they don't really think of those types of things and they yeah. don't, they think that I have to do it all cause nobody can do it like me. Yeah. And it, I think it's hard to a let that go, but also b decide where you can scale those things. Yeah. So pointing out some of those things like hiring an editor or someone to do your open houses or work with your buyers so that you're saving time. Yeah. And I think you should, when, and anytime whenever you're starting, you need to figure out what your skill set is. So if you're the photographer, you may not be a good business person. So maybe you find somebody who runs a business that does photography and you don't want to have to do the business side of it. Like Hunter, our photographer, he loves the photography part. He literally wakes up every day and checks his calendar and goes and takes pictures. That's his, that's his job. He loves it. He doesn't have to edit any of the photos or anything because we've set that up. He doesn't have to do any of the sales. He doesn't have to schedule anything. He literally goes and takes pictures and that's what he loves doing. Um, and that's where a lot of people really make the mistake because they want to start a photography business, 
but they really what they want is to take photos. They don't really want to do a business because they don't want to have to get new clients and have to deal with all the HR issues and deal with the scheduling and the invoicing and the editing. And I don't know, a lot of photographers really like the editing side of it as well. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of different aspects. You know, if you're mm-hmm. like really good at building things with your hands, you're you may not be good at business at running the day-to-day yeah, operations and there's things of the business. That you might even be good at, but you might not enjoy. And yeah. I think those are some of the things that you need to get off your plate as soon as possible too, because like we said, it does turn into a job. Yeah. And so anything that you really don't look forward to, if you can find someone else who does a good job at it for you, then you're going to put more happiness back into that. Yeah. Like if, uh, filmmaking, it, a director in Hollywood, the director directs the film. He doesn't run the camera. The camera operator does the operating of the cameras. Uh, the director, you know, goes through the shot list, tells what angles to get and stuff like that. And then they have editors, multiple editors that go through and edit the scenes together. Right now, if I do a video for somebody, I do zero of the editing. We send over the shot list and kind of a vision of the video and what we want the end result to be. And the video editor puts it together. That's kind of how it works. No matter what, no matter if we're doing a uh, video of a house, they kind of know, you know, you have your set the scene shot to show, you know, the wide shots. Then you have a couple of detail shots and then you go walk through the area. It's a, it's a story every single time and you kind of have to know how to tell that story. And they're all kind of told similarly. Cool. Okay. So before you really jump in and start a business, the kind of the things to think about would be, Picking something that you really love. Mm-hmm. Picking doing, a problem that you love. Doing some research and then finding ways to grow that business and scale it. One other question for you, though, okay, because I think a lot of people right now, you see a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook and social media doing the same types of things. So do I necessarily need to have like this brand new idea or can I kind of piggyback or bounce off or even do the same thing as other people? Like, is there room for that? Or if I'm not that creative, but I see that all these people are doing this thing and I think, man, I'd be really good at that too. Like, should I shy away from that because it's not a new idea or what do you think about that? I think the, that's 100% the wrong way to think. You should never shy away from it. With the real estate photography business, I work with, or we work with over 400 realtors. They all do the exact same thing. Literally, they sell houses, but they have a totally different network. They are each individually a different person. Every photographer has a different network of people. Every t-shirt company has a different network of people that are going to buy those t-shirts. The one people that we watch, uh, Alphalete, they have Alphalete, they have Everforward, and they have Buff Bunny. And they have, what's the other guy's name? Charlie. I don't Charlie. remember what his brand is. I don't remember what his brand in is not, either. Inanka. In Inanka. Yeah, something, something like that. Something crazy. So they all four have clothing companies. They all four work together. And they are very similar. They are all athletes. So they, I mean, they didn't shy away from doing the same exact thing as their friends. And they all support one another. One of the guys was better at distribution. So now they all use that guy for their distribution. And I mean, it's just, uh, 
definitely do not shy away from it if somebody else does it. If somebody else does it, that just means that there works, is a market. Right? There's a market for someone to do that. We run a company that does social media marketing. There are probably a million companies that do social media marketing. I run a photography business. There are millions and millions of photography businesses. And I think that also goes back to kind of doing your research too, right? Because like you said, if other people are doing it, it works. There's a market for it. But do your research. So what are the other companies doing? What works well for them? What doesn't work well for them? How can you start at that point so you're not starting from the bottom like they did, but you've already got the things that work and don't work kind of laid out from doing your research on these other companies that are similar to what you want to do. So I think my number one takeaway from the three things we really talked about is do your research. But granted, I went to school for (laughs) 10 years. I like to learn. I like to do research. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do their research. They think, oh man, I'm good at this. But if you don't have the network to sell what you're good at, or you don't know someone who you can leverage their network, then you're not going to be able to sell it. And you're going to be just like, you can be the most amazing woodworker craftsman in the whole world. And you're your house could have the best furniture, the best railing, the best crown molding, everything in the whole world. But if you don't have a network of people to leverage, to sell that, your skill, then you're not going to have a business. Do social media marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what made, I mean, a hundred, I mean, there are so many amazing artists out there that can sing and play guitar and play the piano and stuff that uh, the world would be totally different if there was social media a hundred years ago because there wouldn't be those like 20 that are really good. I heard this is completely off topic. I think you were with me the other day and I heard it and I thought it was so interesting. But like if Prince or oh, Michael yeah. Jackson or someone like that, like Led Zeppelin and all these crazy people that dressed up queen and were very eccentric and all Mm -hmm. that. If they were musicians today with social media, they wouldn't be nearly as successful as they were back then because of all the judgment that we give them on social media. And, and, you know, I heard that too, but, and people did try to judge them back then too, like Prince wearing all his crazy clothes and stuff like that. And those guys wearing makeup and all that stuff that made who they were, but I'm sure as influential as social media is today, they would have had a lot more pressure to change and fit in versus standing out. But that's the reason why they were. There was a lot of people back then that fit in that didn't survive and nobody talks about it anymore. It's true. And they might have stood out. I mean, that. Per- I mean, they may have done awesome, like even better because of social yeah. media because... They would have been that person that's It different. just depends on just who their audience ask is. Miley yeah. Cyrus how that worked out for her about five or six years ago. Everybody gave her such a hard time for doing all of her crazy stuff that she did and she's bigger now than she ever was so standing out and being yourself just be you do you be you find a network sell what you're good at and go for it yeah market to the people that are going to want to buy from you because you're you that's That's like the number one thing that you can do in any business that's right all right good deal we're out here Thank you for listening to the Kim and Kyle podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. If you want to grow your business, follow us on social media. And if you want to have a good day, go pet a dog.